All right, here we go. Black and blonde. Truth. I'm black, and that's the truth. For sure. And I am blonde. Also truth. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Uh, back at the table. We're back. I'm going to say that every time now. Are you? That's in your head. It's like my new tagline. We're back after dumpster fire. I mean... Thankfully, we didn't burn to the ground with the rest of the world. No, but I mean, we were lucky to every day at the end of the day, if we make it into bed, I think that's a that's a win. Win. Mm-hmm. Because after dumpster fire, um, we would be remiss if we didn't just acknowledge that uh, we did that episode, I think, on July 3rd, the day before the 4th of July. And then the 4th of July happened. And you know what freedom means in this country, Natasha? Guns. It's a good old mass murder. Guns. Guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Highland Park, uh, I think seven people died, many more injured, some horror. I mean, not that any of these, every one of these mass murders are horrific. Speaking of mass murders, there's been like 300 and some this year in this country. But, yep. um, you know, stories of like eight-year-olds being paralyzed for going to a parade. I mean, God bless or America. Toddler orphaned from mm-hmm. their parents. Mm-hmm. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. So just the dumpster fire continues. Um, and lots of opportunities. I don't know if in that thinking about the 4th of July, thinking about truth as we talk about it today, um, lots of sense making for people who listen to this pod and lots to figure out in 2022, um, for listeners around just who you are, what you stand for. And, um, you know, or, lots, yeah. cool. lots of opportunity to be righteous. I think especially as we, move past obviously we're past the fourth of july and what it means what is meant what it is supposed to mean you know like Mm -hmm. all of those things so as you talk about like people thinking about what they stand for like this would be a good time to really think about it. Yeah. I mean, not that any time's not good. No. And we'll go into reflection in just a minute, but I just, I hope our listeners can have a reflection about like, what do you believe about the 4th of July? And, you know, like, again, lots of tradition in this country, lots of, you know, and I, uh, I want to, I don't want to over, I don't want to get to reflection beforehand. This is not my reflection, but you know, I asked you something in that episode about Christmas and, you know, Mm -hmm. we were talking about that and I was like, yeah. And as I was listening to it, I was like, that's not the same thing. Like, I mean, there are definitely not truths in how we celebrate Christmas absolutely for sure, but it's not the, um, um, the racist, start of this country. You know what I mean? It's like the the truth behind Christmas. I don't know if it it is not the equivalent for me of the truth behind the 4th of July and the, the true harm that this country has done to black people and you know, whatever. So I I asked you that question. It just wasn't the same as I reflected. It isn't, but I do think it's a, like a good opportunity for people to stop and think about the things that they traditionally like celebrate, believe in, whatever truths they hold, I mean, it will lead to today's episode. It's a, it is a good question to think about. Exactly. Well, good. Yeah. So, um, okay. So the dumpster, dumpster fire continues. Dumpster fire continues. And, uh, before that, so this is classic Natasha Molly fashion. You Mm -hmm. all know, um, if you've listened to us for a long time, we often share what shows we're watching and, um, we only watch one show. We are very only when, the spring network TVs of Idol, Survivor, Top Chef, this right. is us. Were we watching like in, we were watching multiple shows. Right. But typically we find a show, we're, usually on Netflix, Amazon Prime, something, and we watch it. Ride or die. Ride like or just, die. Right. Like, so Am or Ozark has been our show. We kind of struggled to get here. Um, we 
we didn't, I don't know that we were just deep in right away. No spoilers, right? You're not doing no, no spoilers. No, no, no. Okay. Well, right. we just didn't love it right away. No, we didn't. I mean, um, so all along, but then we really, we got into it. We got into it. Big fans. We, it was our jam. It was our fan jam. So we were in season four and just created our own truth that there were six seasons of Ozark. I mean, I think we even said something on the pod. I think we did too. And I think we said something to some friends that are also watching Ozark. No one has stopped like hear a shit jabber and say, actually, there's not six seasons Which is of just, that's a fascinating thing to talk mm. about when we, we, yep. when we come to today's really episode. It really ties it all together. But anyways, so here we are. It, and, and so we're in season four. And seasons one, two, and three, I think had like 10 or 12 episodes each. Right. So we, I think 10 maybe. So we watch... We get ready to watch episode 10, and we're like, that can't be the end of the season. Like, that's not a good end. So we go to episodes and more. We look. There's actually 14, mm-hmm. which we're like, holy shit, we got four more episodes. Great. We watch a couple. Last night, we have 13 and 14 to watch. Yep. Settle in, and 13, okay, 14, one, it's long. It's like mm-hmm. an hour and a, I think it's almost like an hour and a half, which like, don't think I mean, anything of. We really didn't pay much attention. Nothing. Jesus. N- not spoiler, but some big things happen. Of course. Yep. And we are talking about the fact that we don't know if we can, how hard it's going to be to watch. We know how hard it's going to be to watch the next season because some characters might not be joining us. Yeah, we're like we we can't without this I can't even envision character. this show without this yes. character. Yep, we're doing all that. So, okay, we have our minute to lament. We're okay. And then I'm like, "Well, I'm just going to look at season 5." No, remember it we were watching and normally when you're watching oh, Netflix, yeah. it goes right next to the next episode, episode. Right. and it didn't it say said, like next recommended episode. for you or something. Yeah, we're like, "What the heck? Where is it going? Five. Where is it jumping to season 5?" So, I get into voice the voice thing on the remote. And I'm like, Ozark season five. <laughs> yeah. There's no season five of Ozark. So we, <laughs> now we're on the Googles and we're like, you're searching it. I'm searching it. There's, that was the series finale. We weren't mentally prepared. We were no, in no way were we mentally prepared. Remember when we watched This Is Us, oh. we knew it was going to be the series finale. We were, we were like getting ready for it. We had no idea. No idea. I mean, how stupid. I mean, so stupid. <laughs> and I mean, on a good note, we won't have to watch the show without some of our characters that whatever. But I mean, just the mindset to go, we're, I mean, we're barely making it. You and I are leading I mean, big Jesus. things. I mean, in our professional worlds, we have pretty big roles and responsibilities. I think some people maybe need to reevaluate whether or not we should be doing that. Or watching TV. Like, we shouldn't be watching TV. No. Maybe that just tells us, like, we can't, because of our other things, we cannot keep up with the TVs. I mean, it is no joke. So anyways, we have finished Ozark. So for those of you that are Ozark fans, um, I think I there's some characters in that show that will live on um, just some really Absolutely good characters. Good characters. And I will say, please, if we are ever on the show talking about something and are misinformed, we... First of all, we've said this since day one of this pod. We are no experts. You are welcome to call us out on some bullshit. Yes. I mean, if we're sitting here shit jabbering about Ozark mm-hmm. season six, hop right on in and right. be like, um, uh, <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Do not let us do that. Um, not anyways, that it's the listener's fault, but I'm just saying. Like, yes. Anyways, Marty please. and Wendy Bird. Yeah. They're doozies. I mean, if you're not an Ozark watcher, 
I think I'd recommend it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, it might take a minute to get in. I got some thoughts about the show, but I won't mm-hmm. give them out here because it's, it is recently ended. It's mm-hmm. not like it's been out for, off for years. Like when we watched, I don't know. We the watched, Wire. The Wire, right. Mm-hmm. Like if we were talking about The Wire and giving spoiler alerts, like, right. sorry, like Bodhi dies. Right. Like, you know, I mean, Right. It's not shocking. Um, but this, we won't. No, we I will think that's not. only fair. Anyway, so we'll we'll get you updated probably on what to watch next. If you have any great recommendations, oh although I don't love when people are like, you should watch this, you should watch this. But, but sometimes I just don't know. Sometimes we don't know. I like, mean, I just clearly hear, we don't know. Like, it's not like, I don't need all the reasons to watch it. I just don't know that that even existed yeah. as a show. DM us just the names. You don't need to give us yeah. a whole big, you mm-hmm. know. Don't tell us, like, and we don't, here's the other thing. We don't watch a lot of shows connected to the content of the pod like do you know what i mean like no. don't give us a documentary or don't give us whatever on the like, history we of ju- racism yeah we want to watch a series yeah that it's kind of like we just can it's like our kind Deadly of escape pleasure. at the end of the yes. night like we just watch something absolutely and then nipsy doodle yeah i feel like we should just like place hold like nipsy updates i mean, I mean okay first of all i will say nipsy's growing i know he's like bigger he's and probably like just, three four pounds now yeah he's up to three <laughs> He's so furry. He's so cute. He's so cute. Okay, he's cute, but you guys, he is kind of rotten sometimes. Yeah, I mean, he's and not rotten. Like I think about, like I expected him to be chewing the whole house, not, not doing that. I mean, he will still continue to lay on a shoe, and he's mm-hmm. fine. But he just like just gets excited or maybe mad and just pees somewhere, mm-hmm. just randomly, not frequently, but just sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then to top it off. He always walks through his pee. Mm-hmm. He will pee and just tiptoe right little, little paw prints. I know, but Ugh. the good news is he does it on hard floor. We can see it. Correct. He rarely, I mean, he rarely is like, and if he pees upstairs, which he's only done, where I don't really know that we need to divulge all this, but it's so tiny upstairs. I feel like on the hard floor, he pees more than he does upstairs. I don't know. Maybe it just spreads and the carpet maybe. just sinks right in. I mean, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. He, did, he did have a little poo on the floor the other day. He did. I was. Molly was, what were you doing? Eating. Eating. (laughs) I mean, I was just like, I mean, sometimes I need a visual break. I hear you. I was real hungry. I was really into my food and then I just missed that. So anyways, he's the cutest dog I think I've ever seen. And I'm not just saying that because he's ours. It's not like parents who say their kids are the cutest, but you know, underneath, like it's probably not the cutest kid. And then when you see the kid, you have to be like, oh, look at her There is not a person who has seen a picture of Nipsey and is like, oh, look at his collar. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because that's like the, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so that is going on here. And okay, now let's get to reflection of um, Dumpster Fire. What were you thinking about? Well, I wish that the reflecting pond would put out the Dumpster Fire, but that's mm-hmm. not happening. Um, I just think last episode, like we really bounced around from like mm-hmm. story to story to story because there's just so much going mm-hmm. on, which is fine. But I just wonder how we as people keep going in the midst of a dumpster fire, like this ever-burning dumpster fire. And somebody on Twitter, I think, said something to the effect about how they were just really feeling, and they didn't use the word desensitized, but that's kind of the way I see it. It's like you're almost numb to there's so many things. It is now becoming easier, for lack of a better word, to just move on. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mass shooting? Okay, Oh, racism. Okay. Oh, the Supreme Court. Like we don't have, it's real hard to like get into something and stay in it and to do something about it and react to it because it's just, it's constant. So I don't know. I'm, I'm really thinking just about 
how we do that as people? And is that like, is that how societies get worse? Because there's just so much you can't, you can't stop it. As you were saying that, I was thinking about, we didn't even mention in Minneapolis, there was um, a shooting at a park in downtown. um, And there was also, there were also cars driving down just main streets in downtown Minneapolis, shooting fireworks out of their car at people. people. Why the fuck? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think as I listened to your reflection, I just think how all of that is available via video on Twitter and on social media. And I'm not saying that's bad, but I also wonder there are so many visual stimulations and ways to get news now through your phone that's constant. Like I, I'm not saying it would be better if we didn't know. I'm not because it's still happening, but it's almost, I do sometimes wonder what the role of social media is doing to our ability because because we are so inundated. Well, it's not. Yeah, I and like, agree. can we ment- What can we mentally even manage with the social media component alone, and then the content of what is coming across social media? It's like a continual. If that is some, if you are somebody who's constantly being, that's how you're absorbing all your news. I mean, you think about it. Not even social media, though. It's like we have read. A, readily available access to YouTube. Mm -hmm. We have constant news channels on our TV. It's not like you have like three channels and you Mm got to wait for the news. I mean, hell, you go to the gas pump and they're piping Mm -hmm. out some, I mean, it's not normally like a mass shooting, but some sort of information. It's like you can't in this, in 2022, escape access to information. You just can't. Right. And so, yeah, like at some point it's just, it's like you want to protect yourself or like take care of yourself and by doing so, sometimes I think we shut off from the things that are around us. So yeah, I mean, I think that's very that's very fair. So um, I hope everybody finds their own way to keep going. I mean, um, I and hope I just so too. I can't believe I don't. I don't know. Like I just that radical self care. If you're, you know, like what are the ways in which you're practicing it? And you know, are you mindful if you're white and you feel like, oh my god, I really have this. You know, this is unbelievable you know, remember the cast and where you sit and how are you managing? Um, and then what perspective do you have of your situation and your privilege to, you know, move through the world in the way that you do? Yeah. I think this pod is like my own little way of keeping going. Right. Cause it would be really, we've talked about mm-hmm. not doing the pod. We've talked about, you know, what, what more is there to talk about, you know, whatever. And there's a little bit of it that like this keeps me in it and mm-hmm. keeps me aware, keeps me talking about it, keeps me thinking about it. Not that I always want to, but so I don't know. Well, my reflection aligns. I'm happy to hear you say, I mean, it's good to hear you say, and um, my reflection is funky, right? I was, again, it's Monday. I always write my reflection Monday mornings typically. And so by the time Hmm. we get to record the pod, I'm like, I think this is what I was thinking. But I wrote um, Jalen Walker and Emmett Till. Okay. And I think kind of to your point of getting desensitized. I mean, there was a black man who was shot like 90 rounds were shot into a black man or shot toward a black man and 60 of them hit his body. And like that should be so gruesome and so horrific and like show stopping, show stopping is not, but it should be like world stopping. It should be news stopping. Like the, the, 
the concept or to think that a mother is going to see her son's body filled with 60 bullet holes. I mean, and like the, so where my thought was here, we are talking about Emmett Till and the horrific death of murder of Emmett Till and how public that was and how really like, um, significant in a arc of history it was. And here is this black man who just died with 60 bullet holes and he's just going to go to the more go through and his family's just going to go on and we're just going to go on. Like what, what would ever stop us if 60 bullet holes in a black man's body won't would 60 bullet holes in a white man's body? I mean, hell Molly, it's that, I mean, that's the point. We say it all the time, not all the time, but we often enough, Oh, if we're going to kill school children, what's going to stop us? If they're going to kill, you know, like Mm -hmm. we just don't, we always think like, okay, this is the worst thing, right? Mm-hmm. Or this is the most horrific or gruesome, and it doesn't no. stop. No, why? Why? And, you know, I think it was in a conversation with my mom. She was like, why? Open that, get those cameras in there, open those classroom doors, and make this country look at those those school children. Make them <laughs> look at it. Put those pictures up. Now, right, there's family, and there's, but, but right. I mean, but here's what we did do. Showed the continual murder of George Floyd over and over and over and over. And, like, I'm not saying... Like that, because so, okay, did that work? That didn't work, Molly. You you know, mm-hmm. I'm saying constantly, like if that is, if this is the truth of our country, 302 mass murders, black bodies, dehumanized, then make this country sit in it. And yeah, again, you can of- sit on Fox News and you don't have to see it, but there, there is a complete ability that the that all of this access to news and all of this information is not making it challenging to move. No, I think it actually leads a little bit into our topic today. You know, mm-hmm. just that. You know, where do we see the truth? Right. So let's go there. Let's um, go. To- but I do want you, to, listeners. I do like you sit in thinking about how quickly have you even moved? Do you remember Jalen Walker? Do you even like consciously think about him? No. So, um, and if not, why, and like, you know, get your journal back out. Um, so content today is called truth and you can't handle the truth. Are you, I thought you were maybe going to do a little singing, but why man? God, what? Yep. Okay. You you can't sing on demand, but (laughs) I'm surprised you haven't. It's a really an amazing problem. Yes, it is. So um, many of you may know that I'm reading the book, The Possessive Investment in Whiteness. And I'm just going to be real honest. I might have to pick up another book while I'm reading this one. This one is very textbook. I mean, well, I'm sure it is like I might read this section and then I might pick something up and come back. It doesn't seem like one you just dive into it. No, it's a doozy. I mean, it's and when I'm trying to read it at nine o'clock at night, challenging. Not, not happen. Okay. But anyways, I went to the back of the book because, um, I was looking at something in the index and spoiler alert. I just happened to see the last, like, um, set the section on the very last page of the book, the title okay. of it. And then I just scrolled down and I saw at the very end of the book is a quote by W E B Du Bois. So if you're planning on reading the book, like this is how it ends. I mean, yeah. is it a quote, a spoiler alert? No, I don't not think really. so. I think it's okay. Anyways, the quote says, um, nations reel and stagger on their way. Reel as an R E E L. So they reel and stagger on their way. They make hideous mistakes. They commit frightful wrongs. They do great and beautiful things. And shall we not best guide humanity by telling the truth about all this 
so far as the truth is ascertainable. Now, ascertainable, right? Meaning like able to get correctly, like it's possible to get, right. it, yeah. it's possible to get the truth correctly, um, to get information correctly. So I, when I read that, I said to you, like, I wonder if there's a pod episode just in the concept of truth, like where, what truths have people accepted? What have we learned to lie about? Mm-hmm. whose truth do you accept? That was a question you asked. Like if you believe, you know, the truth, whose truth, truth? Yeah. where did you get that? And just, so the, the concept of like our inability in this country, seemingly to me, not seemingly our inability in this country to be able to, if you know the truth, say the truth not be scared to say the truth, not be pressured to feel something about the truth, but just like, it's the truth. Yeah. Again. And it's not, and I want to be very clear. It's not like your opinion of the truth. No. We're not talking about like, was slavery wrong, which is not even right. I mean, that's whatever, but it's like, it's not the opinion. It's the actual fact of the thing. That there were enslaved people. Correct. And that enslaved people has created, the, the, the white supremacist culture was based on the enslavement of people of color, which led to, again, white supremacy culture, white people believing white people are superior than black people. That's the truth. I mean, that, and so that's the point. It's like, we're not arguing something that we can't ascertain that we can ascertain that that happened that was and that and because of what happened we have this continual white this perpetuity 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 thank you Mm -hmm. of white supremacy culture in this country like that's just the fucking fact and so you said something to the effect of like what is just wrong with the truth Mm -hmm. like what is not and wrong not like you know, whether it's bad or good, just no. like what's wrong with just saying this is a fact, this is a truth, and why can't we do that? And if the people who are making up their own, because here's the deal, I think what people quickly do is like, well, there's all these people over here watching Fox News and like, you know, they're these crazies and they're like, I don't even think about that. I think there's all these people in this country who are not the outlier 30% or whatever the the MAGA base, like, right. I understand that that they're not going to listen to this pod. They're not my hope for the future, right? Like they're just not anyone who voted for Trump is not my hope for the future. And like, I think there's all these people who have let themselves just get confused about the truth or confused about their feelings about the truth. They don't know Mm. how to like, sit in the truth or speak about the truth, or they know a little bit, but not a lot. So then they don't really say anything. I mean, you can't be an expert at anything. We're not an expert really at anything. And like, but I understand that in today's, in 2022, our systems are oppressive to people of color. Mm-hmm. That That's is the truth. The truth. So like, how then do we understand that? How do we critique that? And then how do we do something about that? And I think what people often do, white people, they kind of like understand it. Or if they don't understand, if you didn't know, like, what does Molly mean when she says, you know, oppression still exists in systems today? Black kids are disproportionately suspended out of school. It Mm -hmm. is an oppressive system. Like that is 
that is oppression going on current day in schools. How we often, we spend a lot of time critiquing it. We know the data, we know it's wrong. What do we do about it? Nothing that'll actually, that has been changing those outcomes. So oppression of black kids in school continues. Like I, I think there's a lot of people that will be like, okay, I'm going to like read a book about that, or I'm going to like think about that and whatever, but then I'm not really going to do anything about this and I'm going to go on my way, or it just feels like a lot of work. And so therefore, like, I don't know, like, is that the truth? Okay. I'll just accept that as the truth and move on. Well, totally. So I think there's a couple things to like unpack in what you said. And I think one of those things is, first of all, the, my belief is that the truth is uncomfortable and we don't like to sit in discomfort. So we can't name that, you know, black people are living in a system of oppression because that's uncomfortable to us for whatever reason. And so we don't want to sit in that. That, I think that's one problem. I think the other problem is, you know, to what, to your point about just like, let's say we're speaking of schools, like we don't name things. We sent, sent, we're very centric in, mm-hmm. especially in education and in workplaces. And we want to sit in the middle and we want to make sure everybody feels okay. And we don't, we think it's all political. And, but the fact, the matter is like, we've got to name it. We've got to name the thing. Um, and I think there are plenty of people that are outside of those spheres, right? So you're talking about, black students getting suspended. I think there's a lot of listeners who are like, what What the fuck am I going to do about mm-hmm. that? Rightfully so. Like, I don't expect you to like roll up and get into a school. But I think your point, or I, I think, is one, like, do you just accept that as truth? Or have you thought critically about it? Have you Have you learned any more about it? For me, it's also, are you able to be in conversation about that somewhere else? So like, now you know that. Now you have that truth. Do you continue to like vocalize that truth and talk about that truth when given the opportunity. Right. And where do you see oppression in other systems, in the financial system, in the employment system, in, you know, where do you, where do you, where is your own example of something? And here's where it often, you can often find it. What's inequitable in whatever, you know, wherever you're working, where's the inequity? <laughs> where are white people advantaged due to people of color, black people being disadvantaged. So you'll often find, you know, where's the piece of data that you think that you know, right? Because there's truth in data. Data says there's inequities here. So then where's oppression continuing to happen? What are the practices that are currently in place that are continuing to result in those inequities? Wherever that is, there is oppression. So like, that's just true. That doesn't mean, again, you know, it's again, it's a little bit of the concept of whiteness versus white people, right? Mm -hmm. And within white people, there's individuals. Again, there are group characteristics and there's individual. You don't, like, I don't own every piece of white supremacy. You participate in it, Natasha. You participate, you perpetuate it. None of that is up for argument. (laughs) There's truth. We all, we all, we all participate in the perpetuation of a white supremacy culture or we wouldn't have one in this country. Absolutely. The fact that we do whatever, get out of your own way. That's truth. That's truth. And I think, you know, we are in an interesting time because as you talk about truth, like I think about the evolution of misinformation, right? And I think about back in the day, right? We didn't have social media. We didn't have TV. We didn't, whatever. Things were coming by letter. Um, You had to rely on the 
the farmer next to you to come tell you what happened. We have the ability to ascertain the truth as it happened. Like we don't have to wait for, you know, Joe Farmer to come tell us what happened in town the other day, which is his version of what happened in town the other day. We have we have the means to access the truth. But within that, there's also a danger, right? Because we know that not everything we see is true. Not everything we read is true. Not everything that's on the Googs is true. And and we have, I think we've allowed that to become our answer. And so there's, I, I don't know, I guess my point is just like, we have the ability to get the truth. And so we, it is our duty to get the truth, but to make sure that it, we are doing something to think critically about it. We're not just accepting it at face value. Um, I said something to you about, I'm now reading Jesus and John Wayne, and I'm reading about these people that were really influential in uh, evangelical practices. Billy Graham, James Dobson, Phyllis Schlafly. Schlaf, I can't really say it. Um, and people just, they wrote a book. James Dobson wrote a book about parenting. People were like, oh, this is a great book. And then he started making videos about family values or family, I don't know what it was called, family focus. And people started watching the videos. And like, no one in that era, no one in that time stopped to say, what? Like, what is this? Why is this person saying this? What does this mean? What is the truth behind this? It's just accepted. And so now you see that with people like a Trump. You see that with, and not even just Trump, really, like politicians. Oh, well, Obama said this, so it must be true. Like, we have no ability to think. To think. And to think critically. And then when we know, we don't have any ability to, we don't do anything. So we might know the truth. We might be sitting there, but we're sitting in our little office cube, or we're sitting wherever, and we're, like, not going to, or we're at, with Grandpa Joe, and we don't want to tell him. I don't know what's going on with Joe, but he's mm-hmm. real rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't tell him, like, that's not true. That's not accurate. Like, we just don't do that. And I don't know why. And I think, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe people who are listening are like, but I do. Okay, so that that's yep, great. I, I think when you say Slow we... platform. Right. I think when you say we don't, I think... I are you referring to kind of a collective we society? Because we wouldn't be in this situation if we told the truth. Like, right. I think there's not arguing like, well, no, I, I would say to grandpa Joe, okay, good on you. Like, yep. again, that's Thank that you. need for that. You know, you don't need to do that in this conversation. So maybe you'd say it to grandpa Joe, but would you say it to your boss, Joe? Would mm-hmm. you say it to Joe politician? Like, so the one space in which you say it, are you that person that can say it and all, I think is part of it. And I also think, which i forgot to say in my senseless rambling just a minute ago, is that I think it goes back to a little bit of the keeping up with the Joneses, and there is a convenience of not having to critically think. We can just be fed information. We rely on uh, news reporters to give us information. We rely on someone to write a book. Like, we're okay with being told what to think in this country all too often, and that is why we I don't think we ever get to the truth. And I think I, I a hundred percent, one, I don't think you're rambling with sense, sense. Oh, thank you. Um, and I, I hold a belief that, you know, people are uncomfortable with people. I think really knowing information, um, at times, right. So somebody who has a really strong opinion about this is what I think people should be doing. And if somebody else is like, the reality of the situation is based on like the actual reality is that this is where we are. Like people don't want to hear that. They're just like, they believe, I think there's a little bit of like, that's a cop out or, you know, that's, 
that's old ways of thinking or what, I mean, I think there's this thing of like, how are you able to envision something that is better than where we are while understanding the deep entrenched realities of where we are? Because there's also a carelessness to critical thinking. Like, you know, yeah, there's something that could replace this, but it's also reckless in sometimes in the steps you might take because given the reality of the situation Hmm. that, and where my mind is in this whole conversation is voting. Like, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like two parties. And it, like, I don't know, like the, the you know, and it, I think in schools, it's a conversation all the time. The, the vision for something and the reality of the, of the place. So how there. do you, yeah. how do you draw lines to get to a vision while understanding the reality? And I'm just like, I'll put myself on blast right now. I have, you know, feelings about safety in schools, in our society, mass shootings, except there are more guns in this country than people. What do I believe right now about police officers? Like, what do I believe about that? And again, I'm white and they have always kept me safe and it's complicated for me. I know how wrong, I don't believe they're, they're good in a lot of places. And yet the reality is we got a lot of fucking people who are just standing on roofs of buildings shooting people at prey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so who do I want around in the place? Well, Not citizens. There were police. What? There were police. There, there. were right, so but I'm saying like right, but I'm like I don't want armed citizens. That fuck that. You know what I mean? Like I don't want armed teachers. So <laughs> I don't know. Like I. So I just think there's also some critical reflection on realities, and I think sometimes people are so idealistic, potentially anti-racist to the point of like burn this shit down fundamentally I believe and philosophically I'm right there realistically like where's the response and maybe that's my whiteness and my privilege to be like look Molly your sense of urgency you can be as slow as fuck because your sense of urgency doesn't have to be what mine is I don't know I often think sometimes in the anti-racist world it's these sometimes for me it's white people who can be very anti-racist and defunding and dismantling, but but then there we are with nothing left because we didn't build plan. We on didn't building. plan for something. Yeah. yeah, I I don't know. That's senseless rambling a little bit too. No, it's not. It's not senseless. I think it's it's that um, what you said, or like that critical thinking about the truth and understanding what it means and what our reality is, and not. Um, you know, like not ignoring the past or not ignoring something in that truth because we have our own truth or because we want our own truth and we want it to be our own way. So um, I don't know. I mean, I think this whole thing's a little bit of rambling, but not rambling in the sense of like, it's senseless. It's, it's just no. like, it's like we have to, as a society, start to be able to learn the truth and do something about the truth when we know the truth. Like do people, you know, now this is not racial, but like ab- abortion is health care. Like, do you, like, that's actually true. Like, abortion is health care. And, like, if you... I would have died. You would have died. I would have died at one point in my life if I could not have removed the fetus that was growing outside of the tube in my body. That's health care to me. That is mm-hmm. my health. That is, like, literally the thing that helped, kept me alive. I don't know why that's... How is that... How is that debatable? Right, right. Like not everything is debatable. And I think, you know, so I think when, listener, you are in positions where somebody else is, you know, and people might say, so then what do you do? I don't know. I can't, I can't role play every situation that people are 
are in, you have to know who you are. You have to know, you know, how you speak. Sometimes I say something to you and you're like, but I don't talk like that. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Then you, that's just what I would say. Right. And so I think like what I would say is abortion is healthcare. No, it's not. And well, but I think to just your point is like, you just said, sometimes you say things and I say, that's not how I would speak. If we aren't in those conversations, we don't even know how to speak differently. So like when I hear you say things, I'm not going to probably adopt the same exact manner in which you speak, but some of the language and some of the the like way you say things does give me something when I am in a situation to think. So I think the bottom line to it is like, we have to talk about it. Like we have to say things and we have to say them out loud. Otherwise we never know how to like move and fix and like chip away at and get better with something. And I would say the entry level conversation, same and same to, you know, I learn all the time in the conversations that we have. And I would say, you know, the initial, what do I do? I think, you know, is start to acknowledge systemic oppression. It's still here. Start to acknowledge that we are still investing in whiteness and that whiteness, like some of that acknowledgement I think mm-hmm. is a great starting place because if you can't even, if, if you heard me say today, systemic oppression is still here. It is active. We are continuing practices that continue to perpetuate it, which is, that is again, like if you have to really slow down and think about where do you work? What do you do? What are the things that are inequitable? Where do you live? Where, where do, do you, you live? shop? Right. What, what is your financial situation? I mean, right. yeah. And on and on. Right. And so again, the, the 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 acknowledgement the thinking critically about it the critiquing it and and then what and then what and i think you know it's been a while we got a lot of listeners everybody on this thing has done the racial healing handbook because there's a whole bunch of like internal critical reflection and like understanding systems and people and perspectives and whatever like have you done that like are you really looking around at your workplace being uncomfortable? Can you sit in discomfort? Did you disrupt that thing? Did you say, I'm not going to the 4th of July parade two, for two reasons. One, we're not Stupid. free. And two, I'm afraid I'm going to get shot. <laughs> like, I mean, you know what I mean? But like, were you able or did you just say, that's the thing we've always done? And yes, I know that this represents something, but I'm not ready to do that yet. I or I'm not ready to talk about it or tell the truth about it or say anything. Right. Yeah. Do you, every time in this episode, when we say the word truth, do you, do you like hear Hamilton in your head? No. We hold these truths to be self-evident. No. You know what, what that song? Yeah, I hear Lizzo. What's, what song is that in Hamilton? I we hold these truths to be self-evident. That's the, anyway, sorry. I don't know. I, I do mean, I don't know. truth hurts. That's the song I yeah. think about. Yeah, well, I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, that's good. Up. That's good. It's probably been a while since you've done a little singing. So on that singing ditty. Um, we will uh, see our listeners soon. So, deuces. That ain't the truth.